Amen. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Are we on there? There we are. Welcome to the house of the Lord. To all those that are outside joining us, and to those that are watching this that will be released at 6 p.m. this evening, just want to say hi to all of our international brothers and sisters in Christ that are watching these services each week. We stand with you in faith. If you have your Bibles today, you can open up to Matthew chapter 24. How many are full of faith today? Eh? All right. We trust in the Lord. Matthew 24, verses 37 to 39. As the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. J.B. Phillips' New Testament reads, Earth and sky will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that actual day and time, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven nor the Son, only the Father. For just as life went on in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, people were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage until the very day that Noah went into the ark and knew nothing about the flood until it came and destroyed them all. So will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One is taken and one is left behind. Two women will be grinding at the handmill. One is taken and one is left behind. There is a message for the people of God today. There is a message for the people that are lost today. There is a message for people that are on the fence today. There's a message for people that have wandered away. As the days of Noah were, just as life went on in the day of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Just as life went on in the day of Noah, so it will be the coming of the Son of Man. The world goes on eating and drinking. The world goes on marrying and being given in marriage. The world goes on ticking, pulsing, living. The Voice Bible reads, As it was at the time of Noah, so it will be with the coming of the Son of Man. In the days before the flood, people were busy making lives for themselves. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, making plans and having children and growing old until the day Noah entered the ark. This world goes on. 
busy making lives for themselves. Plans are made. As it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be. At the coming of the Son of Man, the Word says. The Message Bible, the arrival of the Son of Man will take place in times like Noah's. Before the great flood, everyone was carrying on as usual, having a good time right up to the day Noah boarded the ark. They knew nothing until the flood hit and swept everything away. The Son of Man's arrival will be like that. Two men will be working in the field, one will be taken, one left behind. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, one left behind. So stay awake, alert. You have no idea what day your master will show up. But you do know this. You know that if the homeowner had known what time of night the burglar would arrive, he would have been there with his dogs to prevent the break-in. Be vigilant just like that. That's the word to the church today. Be vigilant just like that. You have no idea when the Son of Man is going to show up. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. The arrival of the Son of Man, it's coming. The Father knows the time. I would say to all of us here today, to the people of God, to those that are lost, to those that are on the fence, to those that are wayward, now is the time of salvation. The arrival of the Son of Man is coming. The moment is coming when the door to the great ark of God will be sealed for time and eternity. I want to tell you what the Holy Spirit is saying today. There is a preparation. There is a preparation and there is a proclamation. There is a prophetic call in the earth. Whether today or tomorrow or yet for a time to come, it's time to prepare our hearts for His arrival. As the people of God, it's not time to take our ease in Zion. It's time to prepare our hearts for His arrival. The enemy right now in this time would love for people to take their ease. The people of God, churches, the kingdom, to ease up. Take your ease. You have a reason to take your ease. It's time to prepare our hearts. Is Christ's return today? Only the Father knows. Is Christ's return tomorrow? Only the Father knows. It says not even the angels know. Not even the Son himself. But one day the Father will send his Son once again to claim his bride. Jesus Christ is the ark in its entirety. Jesus Christ is the foundation. He is the structure. He is the walls. 
He is the covering, and He is the pitch, the very substance holding it all together. You see, when the day comes when Father God Almighty sends His Son to this planet for a second time, if He isn't our foundation, our structure, our walls, our covering, that which holds it all together and holds us together, the door will not welcome us. It's too late when the door is shut. No man can open the door that God has shut. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. What would the Holy Spirit say to us today? Don't distance yourself from the ark. Stay close. Think of Noah. While everyone else was going on with life and living, this man was focused. Everyone else going on with life, busy making a life for themselves. Concerned with life's endeavors, but they were at ease. They were at ease concerning spiritual things, concerning salvation, concerning the preaching of the gospel. They were at ease. One man and his family were following the instruction of the Lord. One man and his family were gathering. One man and his family were toiling. They were building. One man and his family were caught up in a holy call. One man and his family were preparing. While the perishing were shouting foolishness, one man and his family were persevering. Take your ease. The day is far off. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Stay awake, stay alert, watch, therefore, focus, persevere. That's what the Spirit would say to us today. We think of Noah, it took, it took time to build that ark. It took focus. It took dedication. It took a lot of preparation. It looked like determination in this man's life, in this man's living. It took relentless desire and passion that no pressure and no voice could halt or silence. They thought he was a fool. What are these instructions the Lord has given you? Why are you so concerned with building for the Lord? Caught up in this holy call to build what God has called you to build. This was atypical behavior. Peculiar it was. Yet while everyone else was carrying on with life and living, one man and his family were following, gathering, building, toiling, preparing, persevering, preaching to the lost world in word and deed. A living example in their time, in their generation. 
of those that were following the instruction of the Lord, those that were gathering according to the instruction of the Lord, those that were building, not cutting corners. They weren't at ease. It's time to get caught up in the holy call. The Spirit would say to the church today, would call out to those that are lost, call out to those that are on the fence today, those that have wandered away. It's time to get caught up in the holy call. Why? Because as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Always be ready. Keep watch. Stay alert. Stay focused. Give strict attention. Be cautious and active concerning the arrival of Jesus Christ. The great day of the Lord. Rain. It's going to rain, Noah. This was a foreign concept. Up to this point, the earth hadn't seen rain. It was watered in a different way. Imagine how foolish the message sounded to the perishing, to the lost. There's going to be a flood. It's time to prepare. It's time to become concerned with spiritual things. Kingdom living, kingdom life. There is hope. The message of coming judgment and the hope of redemption is a foreign concept to many. Yet it's what they need. It's the hope they need. It'll never fail. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the hope of the world. He's the hope of the nations. He's the hope of all hearts. Now the Lord promised, and he reminds the world time and time again with the sign of the rainbow. Let me just stop and say it still belongs to God. He promised and he promises time and time again. Sets a sign in the sky that he will not flood the earth as in the days of Noah. But the Bible says that life will look the same. The world will look the same. What is the rain that is to come? It's the rain of Jesus Christ. The day the world is not flooded, it's the day the world in history is folded. It's the day when he returns, and if you haven't prepared, if you haven't been building for Jesus, if you're taking your ease, if you're spiritually at ease, if you're not connected, be swept away in the flood. Swept away. Stay awake, stay alert. 
Words of David Wilkerson, what about Noah? What a detailed survival plan God had for him and his family. An ark floating him and his family safely above all the death and destruction of a worldwide flood. I'd like to say to all of us here today that the Lord has given us a detailed survival plan. Generally and specifically, he has given us his word. It's a detailed survival plan. He's given us the house of the Lord, the preaching of the Word of God. He's given us the Holy Spirit. The Lord is trying to get us on board with this holy calling. To see us build like He's called us to build. Because He knows what it's going to take. Prepare for yourself. But I wonder, is it enough to build? To build what looks like a Christian life, to build what looks like a good life. It may sound like a strange question. Can one build and never believe? Can one build and never believe? Further words of David Wilkerson, Noah became an heir not by building an ark, but by what he believed and preached. He grasped this knowledge of righteousness which God had revealed to him, a righteousness that is by faith. And he became an heir of a perfect righteousness. Beloved, you and I were given a great inheritance when Christ departed the earth. He left us a title indeed to his very own perfect righteousness. Of course, Jesus lived in absolute poverty while on this earth. He owned no land, had no money. But he left us riches greater than the diamond mines of South Africa, greater than the oil fields in the Middle East, greater than the gold and silver buried under America's mountains. Jesus gave us an inheritance that can make us far richer than any person on the face of the earth. It's an inheritance to a perfect righteousness that allows us to stand before God without condemnation. Once you understand this inheritance, you can stand against every devil in hell. Satan will not be able to accuse you before the Father, before your brethren, before your own conscience, because you are an heir to the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. You see, Noah believed and Noah preached with word and deed. He lived what he preached and he preached what he lived. He lived what he preached and he preached what he lived. He was not at ease concerning spiritual things. A lot of people are trying to build an ark trying to build a life, busy making a life for themselves, eating and drinking, the world goes on marrying and giving in marriage. The world goes on living and ticking and pulsing. The world goes on investing, busy making lives for themselves, making plans and having children and growing old, trying to build something that will shelter them. But the question is, what is it they believe? 
What are they building for and who are they building for? Noah and his family believed in the Lord. They believed the word of the Lord. They took the Lord at his word. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You know it took some faith. It's going to rain. Gather your family. Get to work, toil, sweat. Put in some effort. This isn't going to be easy street. Build an ark. What's an ark? Here's the plan. Grab hold of the plan and begin to build like I've called you to build. The day is coming. Noah and his family were building for the Lord. They believed and they moved in accordance with their belief. They were building for the Lord. That's what matters. We're building for the Lord. That's what life is all about. Carter Conlon said these words, remember Noah's day? Before the floods came, God closed the door of the ark and sealed Noah and his family inside. Imagine when the rain started and people outside began banging on the door. They could not enter because the ark had been closed. The time of asking was over. The time of getting needed strength was past. Have you ever thought of those, those moments? Noah, let us in. Find a way. I'm sorry. The door shut. I didn't shut the door. God shut the door. No man can open what God has shut. Pleading and begging and crying and scratching at the wood. Perhaps bleeding, trying just somehow to get in. Trying to climb. Trying to figure out how to swim. I believe the word of the Lord today is believing, following, gathering, toiling, building. Caught up in a holy call and all the time preparing leads to his sealing. His sealing upon our lives and his sealing upon all that we've built. God sealed Noah and his family inside. The door was God's responsibility. Had to build, but God sealed Noah and his family inside. This was not something that he could do on his own. Noah could not do this on his own. He couldn't save on his own. He built for the Lord. Gave his life to this holy calling, this holy purpose. Foolishness to the perishing, but to those who are being saved. God's power, God's hand, God's provision, God's preparation. The Lord sealed the door and only he could. 
The reality is we can't seal the door to what we've built. Only God Almighty can. The only way the door Jesus gets sealed upon and into what we've built in this life for the saving of our family and for the hope of the world is if we believed and if we built for the Lord. We don't put our own seal, our own stamp upon it and say it passes the test. If I can speak in this way today, whatever arc we've built to this point means nothing unless we've believed in and built for the Lord. No matter the size, no matter the grandeur, no matter the materials, no matter the contents, What's the end going to look like? There's a lot of opinions. A lot of thoughts. A lot of doctrines. What is the end going to look like? Will we know the day? Will we be able to narrow it down to a year by some time, narrow it down to a month, narrow it down to a week, narrow it down to a day? What's the end going to look like? Many opinions. I'd venture to say in this room there's many opinions on what the end's going to look like. Whatever our persuasion is today, can we let Matthew 24, verses 37 to 39, work on our hearts? The Living Bible, the world will be at ease. Banquets and parties and weddings. Just as it was in Noah's time, before the sudden coming of the flood. People wouldn't believe what was going to happen until... The flood actually arrived and took them all away. So shall my coming be. Wow. The words of Jesus. Whether people turn or not, as the people of God, our job is to shine. Our job is to be living epistles. Our job is to preach with our lives. Our job is to show that we believe. To shine in the darkness, even if they say what you're building is foolishness. We don't believe what you believe. Imagine, imagine all the arguments, perhaps, not on Noah's side. He was trying to persuade them to serve the Lord. Imagine what they were saying. A world at ease. You say the world is not at ease. Have you checked the news feed lately? The world's not at ease. What are you talking about? You're right. They are just at ease concerning the things of God. At ease concerning spiritual things, holy things, righteous things. 
Here they are at ease without concern or care. They're laughing, mocking, pointing at the arcs that are being built and scoffing at the ark that hung on the cross for their sins. Violating. They're at ease concerning spiritual things, but they're not at ease concerning unspiritual things, unholy things. Are there good people in the world? Yes, there are. What they built, does it look good? Yes, it can look good, but it's not going to receive God's seal. It's not going to receive His stamp. It's not going to be sealed with Jesus when the time comes. Our only hope is Jesus Christ. The world is not at ease, but concerning spiritual things. J.B. Phillips' New Testament, for just as life went on in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. If there are more earthquakes, will people wake up? Greater devastation? If riots take over cities, will they turn to Jesus? What's it going to take? What are they waiting for? And all this time you're saying, listen, Jesus is the only way. He's the hope. He's the way, the truth, and the life. The problem in this world is a sin problem. It's rebellion. We live in a fallen world. They're saying foolishness. Why do you keep going to church? Because I'm building. Why do you pray? Because I'm building. Why do you filter entertainment? <laughs> because I'm building. Why are you so, so strict concerning spiritual things? Well, I think we're supposed to be. What is the Spirit of the Lord saying today? As I've already said, don't distance yourself from the ark. Stay close. And while everyone else is going on with life and living, can you receive the word today? Perhaps it's just a reminder to stay focused even in this time. Follow the instruction of the Lord. Gather the needed materials. It's time to toil. It's time to build. Get caught up in a holy calling. Prepare. Persevere. And even if the whole world thinks you're crazy, press on. Build. 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 Even if your family thinks you're crazy. I didn't come to bring peace. Somebody said that once. Came to bring a sword. See, we are called to preach with our lives, our living, our words, our deeds, even if no one turns to the Lord. At the end of time, at the end of our time, only one thing matters, that the Lord seals the door, Jesus Christ, upon our lives and upon all we've built. To all of us here today, if it meant saving your family, 
Would you believe? If it meant saving your family, would you follow? Would you gather? Would you toil? Would you get caught up in this holy calling? I wonder if it meant saving your family. Would you prepare? Would you invest? Would you persevere? Would you press on? And the question is, will you? I think of the great efforts we go to to protect our families in the natural We install security systems in our homes. We try and help our kids. We try and keep them away from certain influences. We, we try. But God's saying, will you build? Will you invest? Will you become focused? Will you persevere? As the world just continues and goes on as it, as it seems to. <laughs> Thought 2020 might, make, might wake some people up. My prayer is it has. So many things happening. It's time to turn to Jesus. It's time to believe. It's time to follow. It's time to gather. It's time to toil. It's time to get caught up in this holy calling. It's time to prepare and persevere and press on. And it's time to build. Because here's the reality. We come to church. We plead with people on behalf of Christ not to fill another seat. Because we understand the reality of heaven and hell. Understand that this is for keeps. We're not playing for, for funsies. No one used to play marbles as a kid. Nobody does that anymore, do they? And if you lost, it was okay. You just got your marble back. This is for keeps. Should this house, this ark, a lot of building has gone into this place over the years. Not just talking about this physical space. Should this house, this ark, Christ City, by the grace of God, continue until the day of His coming? That day, the door will shut. The door will shut and it will be sealed for time and eternity. The opportunity to respond to Christ in this house will be over. Not another Sunday, not another altar call, not another opportunity. That will be the end. And the reign of Christ will flood the earth. And for those that carried on at ease, the time of asking will be over. And the time of getting needed strength will have passed. Do you have another Sunday to respond? 
As the people of God, perhaps, that have taken their ease in Zion, do you have another Sunday to respond? I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just giving you the word today. Nobody knows the time. Nobody knows the hour. It says not even the angels nor the Son, only Father God knows. And when he says it's over, you can't, you can't cry out, well, give me another day. Give me one more service with a preacher that preaches a lot of unction. The utterance of heaven, that it moves me. I want to feel something. Just give me another week to get my orders, my affairs in order. Give me another week to speak to my kids. Give me another Sunday to bring my family to church. Just give me a month. Give me, give me a year. When it's over, it's over. When it's over, it's over. Was it an easy world in the days of Noah? I'm watching the time, okay? I know we're at the end. I'm going to try and fly through this. Genesis 6, verses 1 to 14. It's not on the big Bible behind me, so you're going to have to look it up. New King James Version. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. God pulled back the time we live. There were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. I wonder what he sees today. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and the birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. What a statement. Noah walked with God, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Kind of sounds like our day. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Look what he says. Make yourself an ark. Make yourself an ark. To individuals here today, make yourself an ark. Fathers and mothers, make yourself an ark. Make an ark for the saving of your family, for the saving of your home, and for the hope of the world. Make yourself an ark. Genesis 7, 1, Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. It wasn't an easy world, as I've already said. It was just a world at ease concerning spiritual things. 
the things of the Lord, Jesus, salvation, the reality of heaven and hell, the Word of God. Genesis 7, 16, and the Lord shut him in. The Lord shut him in. We can have the worship team return. I want to share these words with you. Charles Spurgeon, please listen to these words. It applies to our living now before the great day, and it applies to the great day. Noah was shut in away from all the world by the hand of divine love. The door of electing purpose interposes between us and the world which lieth in the wicked one. We are not of the world, even as our Lord Jesus was not of the world. Into the sin, the gaiety, the pursuits of the multitude we cannot enter. We cannot play in the streets of Vanity Fair with the children of darkness, for our Heavenly Father has shut us in. Noah was shut in with his God. Come now into the ark, was the Lord's invitation, by which he clearly showed that he himself intended to dwell in the ark with his servant and his family. Thus all the chosen dwell in God and God in them. Happy people to be enclosed in the same circle which contains God in the trinity of his persons, Father, Son, and Spirit. Let us never be inattentive to that gracious call. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee and hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. Noah was so shut in that no evil could reach him. Floods did but lift him heavenward, receive the word of the Lord today. And winds did but waft him up on his way. Outside of the ark all was ruin, but inside all was rest and peace. I give you a peace that surpasses all human understanding, the word says. Without Christ we perish, but in Christ there is perfect safety. Noah was so shut in that he could not even desire to come out. And those who are in Christ Jesus are in him forever. They shall go no more out forever, for eternal faithfulness has shut them in. An infernal malice cannot drag them out. The prince of the house of David shutteth, and no man openeth. And when once in the last days, as master of the house, he shall rise up and shut the door. It will be in vain for mere professors to knock and cry, Lord, Lord, open to us. For that same door which shuts in the wise virgins will shut out the foolish forever. Lord, shut me in by thy grace. Three rules without, a, without an exception. Three rules without an exception. The flood came and took them all away. Many in that time were wealthy. Not one rich man could escape with his hordes. There were some in those days who were extremely poor. The pauper out of the ark perished as well as the prince. There were in those days learned men in the world, wise, wise men. Their knowledge could not deliver them. There were many who were very zealous in the cause of religion their outward religion of no avail. Some of the oldest men that have lived perished. They wondered at Noah building his ark, as contrary to reason, criticized his building. Some took his part, some worked for him, all out 
side of Christ, perished. The flood found them all eating, drinking, and marrying, this without exception. The mass of men are busy about fleeting interests and neglect the salvation of their souls. The reason? Men's indifference about their souls, universal unbelief, that they were always and altogether given to worldliness. Number three, all who were in the ark were saved. The Lord is saying today, it's time to build. It is not time to take our ease. To the people of God today, keep building. Keep building, keep gathering, keep toiling. Keep doing what's right. Keep living holy. Don't relax. Stay strong, stay alert. Stay awake, be vigilant. We don't know when our master will return, but we want to be ready, amen? I want to be ready. I want to be ready. To those that are lost today, you've heard the message. Jesus is the only way. To those that are in this room that are lost today, that's the message, Jesus. He's your hope. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. He's the ark. He's your preparation. You can find salvation. He hung on a cross and died for your sins. To those that are on the fence today, it's time it's time to make a decision. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time. And to those that are wayward, just like the story of the prodigal, to those that have walked away, to those that have taken what they believe belongs to them and wasted their lives, wasted their lives on worldly living, come home today. Make a decision. I will rise and go to my Father. I will rise. Purpose, I will rise. I'm going back. He's waiting for you with open arms. But can we receive the word of the Lord today to stay awake, to stay attentive, to be vigilant, to persevere? It's going to take some perseverance, church. It's going to take perseverance. It's already taken perseverance, if you know what I'm saying, because the enemy is just trying to quiet things down. He's trying to get us to take our ease. He's trying to get us to just not be as militant, kind of back off. You know what I'm saying? But the stakes are too high. Let's stand today. Keep building, church. Keep building. Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for the example of Noah. Lord, I pray that we would be a people. That you look down upon and you shine upon us. Your grace upon our lives, Lord, upon all that we build for you. Lord, as we hold to the instruction of the Lord, as we follow your patterns, your precepts, your commands, O oh God, and build, pray that you'd bless it, Lord. 
Pray that it would all bring you honor and glory no matter what it looks like in this life, but it would all bring you honor and glory. Lord, we'll keep preaching. God, thank you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. I pray that you would look down upon us as a people. Lord, that we would be examples of righteousness in this generation. We would be examples of righteousness in this time in history. We would not move the borderlines or the boundary lines. We would not increase the size of the ark. Not tweak with the design. Not build another door that's not Jesus to try and get some people in. But that we stick to the plan because it's your plan that will prevail, Lord. We give you all the glory, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Come on, just pour your love on your Savior today. Just pour your love on Jesus today. Come on, as we begin to lift this up, my life is built on you, Lord.